Good morning, everyone. This is Tosif with a brand new episode of my podcast, Explore and Engage with Anam. Now, this episode is a special one. And the reason for that is this is the start of season six. Season six of my podcast. And it's amazing how fast time flies. I remember back in 2020, it was during the COVID outbreak that I was spending a lot of time at home. Obviously, um, because if you remember, there were stay-at-home orders in different parts of the country. Uh, People in many communities were spending time at home, working from home. Different businesses and establishments were closed. Many places didn't have in-person service, you know, especially at restaurants. Many restaurants just offered curbside pickup and drive-through, so on and so forth. I, I think we all remember what happened during 2020. It was during that time that I was thinking about having a new hobby. And writing has always been my hobby. I write a lot. Uh, People who know me know that I write um, letters to editor and opinion pieces that get published. I also have my own blog. I write blog posts. And I was thinking, what new hobby can I have? And, you know, I believe in freedom of speech, in the freedom of expression. I think we must have an environment where people can share their ideas And I thought, well, how about I start podcasting? And that's what I did in 2020. I started my own podcast. And it was a learning experience because I had to figure out the right equipment. I had to figure out the right software. And there are many things to learn as you start your own podcast, especially for someone who may not have the experience of setting up a podcast with the right equipment and the software, figuring out the best platform to use to publish the episode, so on and so forth. But I thoroughly enjoyed that experience, and it was in 2020 that I started doing this. Now, here we are in 2023, in the month of January, and I am now starting season six. It's an amazing feeling, and I want to thank my listeners for staying connected with me, for listening to my episodes, and uh, for sharing thoughts, comments, and words of encouragement with me. And that is really what keeps me going when I, when I hear from people who enjoyed listening to my podcast and they share their thoughts and comments with me. So stay connected. This journey will continue, I hope. And uh, I look forward to having a great season six and many other seasons beyond that, you know, God willing. Um, As I start this episode, I just want to thank you all very, very much. The last episode I published was in November of 2022, and this is January of 2023. In fact, we are in the second half of January of 2023. Uh, So naturally, people may ask me, Um, those who are not connected with me on social media or, you know, people who don't see my day-to-day, week-to-week updates may naturally ask me, hey, what have you been up to? 
here's what I've been up to. Usual busy life, busy with work, busy with personal life, busy keeping everything in order, staying healthy, dealing with the unpredictable winter that uh, we're having here in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, and I say unpredictable because sometimes it's really cold and with the wind chill, uh, the temperature drops to uh, well below zero degrees in the negative range. And at, at other times, the temperature may rise over 40 degrees Fahrenheit. So the temperature may be 40 degrees or more, which is amazing um, in the winter when you get, um, you know, what I call some warm days. <laughs> so yeah, so, you know, really usual life. Then for those who don't know yet, I am working on a novel. I made the announcement not too long ago on social media, and I received great comments, messages from my well-wishers who expressed how uh, excited they are and looking forward to uh, reading the finished product. Um, and that's something I'm working on. It's going well, and I'll keep you all posted um, with... Um, new uh, new updates and developments. So when I started podcasting, I really didn't know what, what I should focus on. And by that, what I mean is there are many podcasts out there in the world that specialize in something. So a podcast may have a narrow focus. For example, health and wellness, diet, nutrition. Okay, um, so a podcast may talk about those those. Uh, topics. And another podcast may focus on science and technology, what's happening in the world of science and technology, the latest innovation, the latest developments, uh, new inventions, so on and so forth. There may be another podcast that talks about travel and adventure, places to visit, things to do, uh, tourism, so on and so forth. And, you know, there may be another podcast that talks about politics another podcast that talks about inspirational stories, you know, true stories from around the world. I mean, the sky's the limit. A podcast can be about any topic. So when I started my podcast, I really didn't have any specific focus. My, my podcast, the, the range of subjects and topics that I've covered so far, are pretty broad. I've talked about myself, my life, my political views, my reactions to events happening around the world, and so on. But after doing it for five seasons, I think I have found a focus. I think I know what I wish to concentrate on for my podcast going forward. I think what I'll do is talk about social and political current affairs. Going forward, that's going to be my focus, I think. Social and political current affairs. And so that's a commitment I made to myself. Let's see how things go moving forward. Plans can change. I can, I can uh, f find uh, a better idea maybe. Um, but that's my focus for now going forward. So we'll see how that goes. So let me begin. As always, there's a lot to discuss. But I wish to talk about something that's on everyone's mind right now. If you are here in Wisconsin, at least, people I 
uh, interact with, people I see, my friends, people in my surroundings. Everyone's talking about egg prices. Egg prices, prices of eggs. Because egg prices are going through the roof. I was grocery shopping earlier this week and I paid $5.75 for a dozen of eggs. So almost $6 for 12 eggs. And those were not, you know, fancy organic eggs uh, or anything special, just regular large eggs, $5.75. And that was actually maybe the cheapest or if not the cheapest, one of the cheapest options on the shelf. There were other expensive options. You could spend over $6 and $7 and even over $8 for a dozen of eggs. It's unbelievable. And egg, as you may all know and agree, that is a key ingredient in many dishes. And it's a basic item on a breakfast or a dinner table. You know, if you have pancakes, you're going to maybe have eggs. If you have bread toast and jam, maybe you'll have eggs on the side. And eggs, eggs are used in preparing so many dishes. And so if egg prices go up, it's going to affect people's budget. It's going to affect people's diet. I cannot remember a time when eggs were this expensive, okay? And I have been in the United States for many years. And I, I've, I've seen prices rising and falling because of things happening in the world and supply issues and whatever. But I cannot remember a time when eggs were this expensive. And this did not happen all of a sudden. We have been suffering from inflation for a long time. And prices have gone up because of reckless Washington, D.C. spending and uh, the policies and actions of the current administration in federal government. So prices of things in general went up. And we're still suffering as a result. But egg prices are going up pretty significantly. And it's everyone's talking about it. And according to a recent report... Egg prices went up 60% in one year, 60%. And this crisis surrounding eggs appears to be the result of the avian flu. And I'm not sure what factors and to what extent um, are affecting the prices of eggs. There could be multiple factors in here. Uh, but avian flu is one of the reasons. According to USDA, 58 million birds have been infected with avian flu as of, you know, January 6th of 2023. So we have one crisis after another in the last two years. You know, gas prices are still high. I paid here in Madison this week more than $3 per gallon the last time I got gas. And I think... Um, I was traveling, so I purchased gas from a different community also, um, maybe 40 miles from Madison, and that was also um, over $3 per gallon. I have talked about it quite a bit. You know, gas prices, when they are high, that affects everything. People use gas for everyday, everyday commute, for long-distance travel, and much more. So I've talked about it quite a bit. I've written about it a lot. 
and I hope that the prices come down, but if I am paying here in Madison more than $3 per gallon, that's very high. So that crisis is ongoing. The other crisis, also one that I've talked about quite a bit, I think, is the immigration crisis, the illegal immigration crisis. It's, it's going on. People are pouring in. I think since uh, this administration came to power um, in the last two or so years, millions of people, millions of foreign nationals have come into the country illegally, violating our immigration laws. And that shouldn't be happening, but it is. I support the strong enforcement of our nation's laws. I support border security. I believe in the legal lawful, legal immigration system. We are a welcoming country. And I know that because I'm an immigrant. I'm a naturalized U.S. citizen. I have been through the immigration process. I have come into this country lawfully, legally. That's how people should come in. We must have a system that allows foreign nationals who wish to work, who wish to work hard and help make this country greater than it is now. If foreign nationals wish to come into the United States to live and work here, they should come in through the legal immigration system. But to have an open border, it's hurting our country. It's hurting our society. It's hurting our economy. And that shouldn't be happening. We should have a strong and secure southern border. I actually wrote an op-ed not too long ago and it was published. I, you know, if you go to tossifanam.net and then uh, to published opinions section of my website, um, you can you can see how much I've written about this topic. And most recently, I think it was in November, that uh, one of my opinion pieces were published. And I would encourage you to go and read it. Check out my website tossifanam.net. And you can send me a message, you can stay connected, you can sign up for my e-newsletter also. Now, talking about immigration issues, I have seen that, you know, there are, there are folks out there who are very quick to label people as anti-immigrant. You know, if you, if you talk about the issue of illegal immigration and you say, um, you know, we should have a secure border, we should make sure that um, people are not able to come in without authorization, that they must uh, do so through the proper legal process. If you say things like that, there are folks out there who are going to label you as anti-immigrant. No, I'm not anti-immigrant. I am an immigrant, and I support legal immigration. So how can I be anti-immigrant? I can't be. I believe in hard work. I believe in having... I believe in having strong communities, strong neighborhoods, a thriving economy, and we need people. In the American economy, we need people. So if foreign nationals wish to come to the United States through the legal process to work here, to contribute to the success of the American economy, to help make communities and cities and states safe and secure, we must welcome immigrants as long as they do so legally, as long as they come in by following our nation's immigration laws. 
And now I just saw in the news the other day that dogs are being left behind by migrants. And I'm, I'm not sure if you saw that, but go, go check that out. So immigrants, as they are coming in unlawfully through the southern border, many are leaving their uh, dogs behind on the other side. And so there's this new crisis, I think, of, of animals being left behind by migrants at the border. Now I'm going to switch to a different topic because I feel if I, if I talk about immigration, I can just do so all day. I have so many thoughts on that, on that issue. And that's why I'll talk about a different topic now. I just saw in the news this week that there's a bill in Connecticut that would let 12-year-old children get vaccines without the consent of their parents. The bill would change the law if it becomes, you know, if the bill passes and gets signed into law. So it, it, that's not happened yet. If this bill becomes a law, then it will allow 12-year-old children to get vaccines without parental consent. Think about that very deeply. Ask yourself, do 12-year-old children have, do they have the knowledge, the wisdom, and the ability to make medical decisions, medical decisions in general, and also medical decisions pertaining to vaccines? Ask yourself that question. I wonder what, what the motivation is behind this proposal. Why would anyone wish to empower 12-year-old children with the power to give their consent to be in a position to not require the consent of their parents in order to get vaccines? And we're not talking about COVID vaccines only. I think, and I haven't read the bill, but I saw news reports and uh, some expert analysis it's not only pertaining to COVID vaccines, because this legislation does not rule out other vaccines. And so now, as a member of this society, ask yourself, why would we put the power to make such important medical decisions in the hands of 12-year-old children? They are children. A 12-year-old still has a long way to go to graduate from high school. And this bill wants to give them the power to make their own medical decisions without the consent of their parents, me medical decisions pertaining to vaccines. Okay, I think I'm almost on repeat. I'm saying the same thing over and over again. But I want you to think about it. I want you to look it up, do a search on the internet, read the news, and... If you have thoughts and opinions, please send me a message. Connect with me. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to know your views on this. Would you support something like this? I never would. I oppose this legislation. This shouldn't be happening in Connecticut, but it is. I don't know if this bill will become a law, but I'm curious to find out. I hope this bill does not get signed into law. Those are my thoughts. Those are my views. I want to hear what you think. So connect with me, share with me 
your views and opinions. So the next thing I wish to talk about is Mount Rushmore. That's the topic. Who loves Mount Rushmore? I love Mount Rushmore. Now, sadly, I have to admit that, sadly, I never visited Mount Rushmore. I never had the opportunity. I I really wanted to and uh, just never made it. But hopefully sometime soon, I would like to make a road trip. And, you know, I, I live here in Madison, Wisconsin. I wish to drive from Madison, Wisconsin to Mount Rushmore. I'm sure it'll be a beautiful drive. And I love driving. I love driving. And um, road trips, I believe, is the way to travel because you get to enjoy um, everything along the way. And you have full control if you wish to stop, take a detour, whatever you want to do. You know, I love road trips. So I would like to make a road trip someday soon, go from Wisconsin to Mount Rushmore and uh, witness, see this um, in person. What's going on right now? And um, I saw some news reports that there are activists out there who are looking to either rename Mount Rushmore or to tear it down. And I just, I just can't believe why anyone would want to do that. But yeah, according to the reports I read, there are folks who wish to rename Mount Rushmore or tear it down. And so what's going on to prevent that from happening? A congressman from... South Dakota introduced legislation that would protect Mount Rushmore from being altered. It would protect Mount Rushmore from being renamed or torn down by activists who do not appreciate Mount Rushmore being there. It it is heartbreaking. I think as Americans, we all must be very proud of Mount Rushmore and the the faces of the, the, the presidents, the presidents who worked so hard for this country to make sure that we have the republic that we have today. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln's face is there on Mount Rushmore. Why would anyone want to change that? So this is something that caught my attention as I was um, watching the news, as I was um, reading uh, news updates on the internet. And um, once again, I would welcome you to send me your thoughts and comments on this. And also let me know if you visited Mount Rushmore and uh, share with me your experience. I, I really hope to be there. And, you know, it's winter now, but in the spring and summer, if the if the weather is nice, yeah, I'm, I, I may be able to make a road trip out to Mount Rushmore. I would love doing that. So the final uh, topic I wish to cover in this episode is proxy voting. I actually made a small video, and I posted that on social media yesterday. I don't know. If you have had a chance to see that, I posted that on Facebook and on YouTube and then posted a link on Twitter and I also uploaded the video on Instagram. So it's it's on my social media accounts. And I talked about proxy voting. The new Speaker of the House of Representatives, Mr. Ke- Kevin McCarthy, 
he stopped the system of proxy voting. He just made the announcement. I saw it yesterday. And I applaud that decision. Hardworking Americans show up for work. You go to office, you go to your factory, to your plant. If you work in a hospital, you go to the hospital. Wherever you work, you show up for work. If your work requires that you travel, you get ready and you travel. If you are operating a vehicle, if you're driving a, a truck, then you show up, get ready, and start driving your truck. People show up for work. They punch in and they work long hours. That's how people earn their income. That's how they work towards having uh, a better life. That's how people make the best use of the opportunities that this country provides. That's how people create a better life for themselves and for their families. That's how we climb the ladder of prosperity, by working hard, by showing up for work. And in the House of Representatives, the same rules should apply. If members of Congress, they want their votes to count on, on legislation, on bills, then they must show up, be present in the Capitol, in the U.S. Capitol, and vote in person on bills. They must vote in person. There shouldn't be any proxy voting. People shouldn't be sitting in their home districts or somewhere else. They shouldn't be away from the Capitol. They shouldn't be outside the Capitol and using proxy voting by not showing up for work. You got to show up for work. And, that, and, and the new decision by Speaker McCarthy to get rid of proxy voting system. I applaud that. Now people are going to have to show up for work, members of Congress, I mean, to have their votes counted. So I am looking forward to many more great things in, in this Congress with new leadership in the House of Representatives. Yeah, in the, in the weeks and months to come, I will wait to see what more great work is being it's being done in the house i'm i'm excited about the new leadership and, and i'm excited about the conservative majority in the united states house of representatives with that ladies and gentlemen i will end but share with me your thoughts and comments i think i've said that so many times already in this episode i love to get your messages and your comments and i i believe in in dialogue, I believe in sharing of knowledge, and that's what I wish to do. So here I am expressing my thoughts and opinions, and I want to hear what you have to say. So connect with me. Go to my website, tossifanam.net. With that, I'll end this episode for now. I hope to be back again with a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. Thank you.